This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by HelloFresh and by Manscaped. We cover a lot of stories, and even for us, it can be hard to keep track of all of them, especially after enough time passes. But one story from nearly two years ago that has had us on the edge of our seats this whole damn time waiting for an update is the story of Malcolm McDonald of Norfolk, England, who has been through uh, one hell of an ordeal. Really, an ordeal on top of another ordeal. Uh, the first layer of Malcolm's troubles was that, due to a severe blood infection, his penis just kind of completely rotted away until it, what was left of it, just fell off. And so he, no, no more penis. It's a sad day. Now, it's a horrific thing to happen to someone, but Malcolm was given some hope when modern medicine stepped in and offered him a new dick. But that's where the second layer of Malcolm's trouble started. This new penis was grown from Malcolm's own flesh and was temporarily left attached to his forearm. But due to various scheduling conflicts, including the COVID-19 pandemic's effect on the availability of elective surgeries, Malcolm's new penis remained on his arm for six long years, while Malcolm himself remained dickless and understandably very frustrated by the whole experience. Um, it's one thing to be like, all right, Doc, I got to live with a dick on my arm for, what, six months? Yeah, like, whatever. It's, it's uh... Sure, I'll wear a sweater. Can we do it during the wintertime? Yeah, it's embarrassing, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make do. Uh, as long as it's not six years of having just this disembodied dick attached to my forearm where I can't even wear short sleeves without uh, getting arrested for indecent exposure. Yeah. As long as that doesn't happen. Well, well that happened. <laughs> So yeah, initial reports on Malcolm's situation chose to tastefully censor the artificial penis growing out of his forearm. But when we first talked about this, we did come across one video uh, showing the whole thing just uncensored. We obviously can't show it to you uncensored, but the reaction from the guy filming the video goes a long way at conveying just what he's seeing. Yeah, that used to be there. Bro, you know everything that you're seeing to me right now is like I'm dreaming. See things like this, eh? No, I'm only see, seeing yeah. that in science. Yeah, that's, that's, I've seen yeah. this in real life. No. This is real life. You have to see it to believe Man's it. Man's got a dick in his arm, you know. No. Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably react the same way. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, again. The man's got a dick on his arm. Again, for, I'm being generous in saying six months. I think that's the mental capacity I would have for having a dick attached to my arm and being okay with it. Just think about all the times you like wipe your forehead and there's a fucking dick just Hey, right there. in your face. Yeah. But that's the thing is it's like for a little while, yeah, it's kind of, it would be kind of cool to be the guy at the bar with a dick on his arm. Check this out. Free drinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody buys him a drink. But even that would get old. It. Like, exactly. Uh, that's just the guy with the dick on his arm. Imagine like three years later, it's just like. Don't get him talking about the dick. Yeah, please. We don't, we, we tend to ignore it. Like some, some newbie comes yeah. in. And says, Holy shit. That guy's got a dick on his uh, arm. That's, oh, just, that's just Malcolm. Actually, can you not dick. drink here anymore? We're tired of people coming in and looking for we the dick-armed man. We don't want to be the dick-armed bar. We're, yeah. just, uh, we're, a, we're uh, just a local establishment. So this is very frustrating. Yeah. What is cool about Malcolm, though, is that, you know, clearly as evidenced by that clip, you know, after so much trouble in his life, he seems to kind of just be without any shame about his situation anymore. He'll he'll show you the penis. Mm -hmm. It's all he's got. <laughs> he'll go to playgrounds. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it is what it is. He lost his penis and has a new one attached to his arm that should have been transferred to its rightful place a long time ago. What are you going to do? I'm you sorry. I tried. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Are you going to kick me out? Are you going to kick me out of the store? Just for having a penis on my arm that I can't do? I, what am I supposed to do? Your penis grazed another customer, sir. I was reaching for the yams. What am I supposed to do? We just can't have that here, sir. I'm sorry. 
Uh, it, 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 but we do fortunately have an update. Everything is now in its right place with Malcolm, and we've also finally gotten a clear and uncensored look at the result of this medical sorcery. We can't show it to you, obviously, but over in the UK, they have no problem airing full frontal nudity on the telly. And recently, Channel 4 did a documentary titled The Man with a Penis in His Arm. <laughs> and it gives a very intimate portrait of Malcolm before and after his cock replacement surgery. Uh, for folks outside the UK, uh, well, it's out there if you want to look around for it. Uh, we found it. So let's just tell you what we saw. So it starts off with Malcolm yelling at medical staff on the phone about how he's sick of having a penis on his arm for the last six years and demanding that they proceed with the surgery and also threatening that if it doesn't happen soon, he might just chop it off himself. He's at his wits end here. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm's situation is clearly not great, but beyond the basic facts, he's, he's also actually just had a pretty rough life in general. Uh, earlier reports were not totally clear on how he got the blood infection that caused all this, but the documentary reveals that before the infection, Malcolm had been homeless and addicted to drugs, and that the blood infection came from repeatedly popping an abscess on his ass that wouldn't oh. go away. Oh! With presumably a dirty needle. I don't know, connect the dots. Also, uh, despite the title of the documentary giving it away, the show does take a few minutes setting up Malcolm's whole backstory before revealing uh, very abruptly that he does have a big floppy dong attached to his arm, which they show <laughs> up close and in HD, it's a dick, all right. You'd think after like six years of being on an arm, though, like you wouldn't want that where the penis is. It's like it's got to be like calloused and just like I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess nudists walk around with their junk out all the time and everything's fine. It's just it seems like there'd be more like stuff going on that could hit it or hurt it. Yeah, it's a it's a hazard. It's you get it walking out a door, it gets stuck. Ah, jeez. Well, that's just my dick again. Wham! And I don't think he, at least when it was on his arm, I don't think he had like the nerves connected. So it's it's literally it's just he this, wouldn't even know. Yeah, it's this thing he can't. It's just this extra appendage that's annoying. Yeah. Uh, now Malcolm's life with the arm penis seemed understandably pretty annoying, but. There were some perks. Malcolm is shown throwing darts and using the gap between his arm and the penis to hold extra darts between throws. Like a little extra thumb. You can stash things in there. Cool. Yeah, that's a that's a perk. Check it out. An unintended but positive side I effect. I can hold darts, so who's to say whether this is good or bad? You want to see me drink my beer with it? <laughs> Sticks it in there like a Mork's finger on Mork and Mindy. It's a cool trick. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from that, um, it's, it's a pretty embarrassing condition for him. And he describes once helping an old lady at the supermarket by reaching for something high on the shelf and then having his penis fall out of its strap and land on the lady's head. Wow, I made that up before even reading this. And uh, it actually happened. It did. Wow. It sounds like the stuff of nightmares for both Malcolm and the old lady. But you have to you, look. I know this is going to be hard to explain, ma'am. But you really can't give me any shit. You're this. looking at uh, actually a medical marvel. Yes. So you're welcome. You're standing with, within the realm of greatness. And in my defense, I can't feel anything. I had um, no idea that it was on your you'll, head. You'll observe that it is flaccid as all hell. Yeah. Anyway, aside from Malcolm, the documentary also follows two other subjects. Um, Anik, a guy in his 20s who was born very prematurely with an underdeveloped penis, which just kind of never grew from there. Mm -hmm. uh, he had phalloplasty somewhat recently, but has to go back in to fix the implant because it's causing him serious pain. He thought he was done with all this, but no. Mm. Uh, and meanwhile, Lee was born as a woman, but later transitioned and received a penis in his 40s. So between the three of them, you get to see three different stages of phalloplasty surgery. 
and three different reasons for needing it. But all three men describe experiencing, uh, of course, severe gender dysphoria in their lives before getting the surgery. And for Malcolm, that seems to have manifested in what's clearly alcoholism, even though he points out that he drinks a lot less now than he did before. But uh, he is he is drinking throughout this documentary at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm's alcoholism also seems to it's implied to be one of the reasons that this process has taken as long as it has for them. Yeah, um, well, he's know. British. Yeah, but it like you know scheduling. He also he doesn't have a car. He rides his bike everywhere. So like, uh, yeah, it, it seemed like based on based on you know his life leading up to this, it was kind of almost a charitable surgery. And then like COVID happened, and they're like, oh fuck, we forgot about that guy with the dick on his arm. Yeah. Oh, you mean he is drunk 24 hours a day and can't come in and have the surgery? Yeah, party? there's a part in the documentary where he's like on the phone with the hospital or something. And he's like, I told you when we started that, uh, you know, you weren't all I wasn't always going to be uh, available. Let's just say it's like, yeah, I, I get drunk a lot and I forget what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, you could feel that thing if you'd stop drinking. You just have whiskey dick. I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, this is a problem with like alcoholics in all situations. It's like, oh, man, if only you stopped drinking, you were, your life wouldn't be so fucked up. But like because your life's so fucked up, drinking's like the only thing that can really numb the pain. And it's just a, a cycle yeah. of ruining your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's also interesting to see the difference between Anik and uh, who has the full support of his family and is kind of hilariously candid. Uh, with them about the status of his new penis, and Malcolm, who lives alone with his dog and says he barely even sees most of his old friends anymore. They're both having a rough go at it, but uh, Onyx's mental health is clearly in a more healthy place. He's like sending his mom dick pics, be like, check it out, like they fixed it. She's like, oh, I'm so proud of you, Onyx. Oh, you th- oh, it's so big. Yeah, they're just Whoa, sitting around. Much the- bigger than your father. This, this is like uh, Indian or Pakistani family just sitting around the, the dinner table talking about uh, their son's penile length or the new penis. Yeah. It's fucking weird. But it's uh, it's great. Like his sister's there to like help him put ice packs on his. Because uh, yeah, Anik has to like part of the fixing it is he has to like inflate it into a boner for a full week um, to like do something with like scar tissue. Because like if he doesn't inflate it enough, uh Something happens, so he's just walking around with a fake boner for a whole week while, like, his mom and his sister don't are worry. Just, like helping. That's him out. a medical condition. <laughs> yeah. My mom's helping me with it. Don't worry. My sister will be over right in a second. <laughs> Nothing to fear, ma'am. This isn't for you. In fact, I find you kind of ugly. You are uh, what you're currently cringing at is a medical marvel, actually. So it's a miracle of modern science. Jokes on you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, luckily, though, in the end, Malcolm does finally get his penis moved from his arm to where it needs to be. Uh, and having already shown it to the film crew when it was on his arm, he doesn't have any bashfulness about whipping it out and showing it to them now that it's where it's supposed to be. Um, is he upset that he doesn't have it on his arm anymore? Because now he's just normal. Uh, no, he seems... <laughs> I think the novelty wore off long ago. Hmm. Anyways, we don't get much more than a brief follow-up, but he does genuinely seem to be a lot happier than he did earlier in the documentary, and that's not hard to understand. I mean, he used to be a dickless man with a penis attached to his arm. Now he's just a guy with a penis and some gnarly scars. But it... I don't know. You, you gotta think deep down, maybe he does miss it every once in a while. I don't think he does. I think he uh, he was over this shit a long time ago. True. Um, and I'm uh, sure it's much easier to urinate and... Uh, and if he ever... The, the, the One of the beauties of the modern age is uh, if he ever wants to whip out his old party tricks, uh, he's got videos on his phone to be like, True. look yeah. at that. Mm-hmm. I used to have this penis on my arm, but now it's in my pants. I hope he finds help with uh, 
his addiction issues. I think he'll probably <laughs> his uh, his I guess material condition. Hey, of, the, the dick still don't work, uh, sir. You are a crippling alcoholic. Well, that's, so hopefully that's the beauty of it is uh, he can be blackout drunk, and as long as he finds the right uh, thing to squeeze and not one of his testes, uh, he can go all night. See, I, we've talked about this before. I do not understand why they don't just put the pump inside your balls because it would be so much cooler. I mean, that's where it is. It is in the balls. Okay, I thought you were like up under it. I mean, it's like behind the nutsack. It's in the gooch, basically. No, you. I want it. I like. It's, if I, it's want, in, I want it. No, it's in the nutsack. Okay, but behind the testes. Mm. And it's like an. It's like a one of the pumps, like the shoes. Uh, something like that. Like it's not air. It's uh, it's like saline or some sort of gel. Hmm. Can you pump it too much? No, because it's uh, it's a closed system. Okay. So it's well, like, that's good. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't. That'd be bad. Mm-hmm. Like that. Uh, what were we talking about last week? Where the uh, just like if you just keep pressing the button until the point where it's well, they like regrowing the legs, or it's just yeah. like they were going a little overboard with it because they wanted, <laughs> they wanted to get a little oh solid. god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the structural ruin. integrity of these uh, these legs. Well, it's cool. I like that they uh, they do the ball pump. I think that's unique. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm very happy for all of these people who have. Uh, Managed to get this surgery. What and, a time to be alive. Uh, I mean, it really is. It's uh, And look how proud that family is. Yeah. Yeah. This is our son, Anik. He uh, he was born without a dick, but we got him one. It's, it was grafted from his arm, and we're very proud of his Do you big see arm it? penis. Would you, Anik, show him the dick. Yeah. That's the thing is like, um, you see this a lot with like women who get breast implants is uh, they're often like much more willing to just show people their tits because it's like it's no longer really like their body it's just this thing attached to their body mm. um yeah it's uh with this penis you know this from per- personal experience um not not personal personal experience but I, i've known people who've multiple people from different social groups have who have described to me the same situation just like yeah my friend got new tits and was just like well i might as well show them to you guys i mean you pay i'm for proud them. of them yeah yeah why would you buy like a, a- Beautiful piece of art if you're not going to show yeah, something. and just cover it up. Come on. Yeah. Um, anyways, the documentary is worth a watch if you can find a way to watch it. But just uh, a warning to the penis havers, it might make you anxious and uncomfortable. It definitely made me uncomfortable. But uh, it'll still probably make you less anxious than footage this past week of a man free climbing Salesforce Tower, <laughs> the tallest building in San Francisco and second tallest building in California. For anyone with a natural fear of heights, Watching this man scale a 60-story building with no protective equipment whatsoever is enough to make your knees weak, arms sweaty, maybe even cause you to puke up some of mom's spaghetti. On your sweater already. Mm -hmm. But he somehow managed to make it all the way to the top before being arrested. Yeah, so why someone would endanger their life like this is always very confusing because people, it's pretty often, daredevils are always up to... uh, up up to their dangerous shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the time, the answer is they just do it for the thrill of it. But this story gets weirder when you learn this guy's reason for climbing a skyscraper with his bare hands was uh, not for the thrill of it. Uh, Apparently, he was protesting abortion, like protesting against abortion. He does not like abortion. Yeah, uh, he is anti-abortion, and he did this as a protest, even though just less than a day before... Uh, he climbed the building. Uh, the anti-abortion people finally got what they've always wanted for decades with the reveal that Roe v. Wade. Well, this is, is like the trucker uh, thing. It's just like, like well, you already won. What you... No, no, no. You don't understand. I'm planning Stop the this lockdowns. For weeks. There's like, there's no lockdowns. You can even in California, commie California, you can go anywhere. Yeah, without a mask on. This guy, he's he had it set in his mind. He didn't expect the leak. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this guy, uh, Maison Deschamps, who calls himself pro-life Spider-Man. <laughs> Disney is drafting up a uh, fucking cease and desist right now. Anyway, pro-life Spider-Man here felt that the best way to support his cause was climbing a building. Uh, here's USA Today. Yeah. Calling himself the pro-life Spider-Man, a 22-year-old man scaled the 61-floor Salesforce Tower in San Francisco, the second tallest building in California, to raise awareness for his cause as an abortion rights opponent. The San Francisco Police Department said officers arrested Maison Deschamps, an anti-abortion activist and college student from Las Vegas, early Tuesday on charges of trespassing and resisting arrest after his climb up the side of the skyscraper. He said he scoped out the 1,070-foot climb by examining the building from Google Maps. According to NBC Bay Area, witnesses told police early Tuesday that a man was scaling the building. By about 11 a.m., Deschamps had reached the top. Authorities on the roof promptly placed him in handcuffs before escorting him away. He was released later. Off you go. Our revolving door jail system here. Yeah. Well, the only life uh, he put in risk was his own and anyone within a a multi-foot radius of potential drop zone. Would have been a big splat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So pro-life Spider-Man has uh, previously gotten in trouble for climbing the Aria Hotel in Las Vegas to protest COVID-19 restrictions. <laughs> in like one of the places that had like, yeah. the least restrictions one of the places throughout the that entire time. Really just like, we're like, we need as many people in these casinos as possible. Like, yeah, I guess you have to wear a mask, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the, the like cognitive dissonance of like someone who is uh, totally anti-abortion, but really wants the casinos to open back up. My economy. <laughs> like, it's a very weird moral ground to stand on. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Open up these casinos and uh, strip clubs, by God. Jesus, famously a, a big fan of gambling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do back then? A little so, three-card uh, money to get things spiced up in Bethlehem. So, yeah, he, uh, he, he climbed the Aria to protest COVID-19 restrictions, with which were mostly non-existent in the city where he did that protest. Yeah. And just two days after his climb in San Francisco, he was spotted again on the side of another building, this time over in New York City at the 52-story New York Times building, where uh, at least this time he remembered to bring some banners to hang to let people know why the hell he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. And uh, this definitely hasn't been a pointless endeavor for him. It's been kind of lucrative, actually. He's raised over $7,000 on GoFundMe from his stunts. So... um, we raised you know? more than this guy. We didn't have to climb shit. Yeah, so... Uh, on the opposite end of oh, it. Oh, that's cool. You you, you climbed... About, you risked your life climbing multiple buildings and you raised $7,000. I We, we kind of just filmed a couple videos and we raised $20,000. Yeah. But, but yours is, wow, yours you is must, pretty cool, You too. must feel like a big fucking idiot. Yeah, so yeah, just a reminder, we are still doing our fundraiser right now. It should show up on this video and our previous few videos. It has so far raised over $20,000 for the National Network of Abortion Funds. Thank you to everyone who donated... Um, and we didn't even have to climb any buildings. I think this is amazing. Also, we need to keep a track on this guy's donations. We have to be at double or more yeah. the entire time. I don't care how many fucking buildings <laughs> across this <laughs> this nation that he has to climb. We have to, by doing nothing, we have to beat this guy. And his, his GoFundMe is especially funny because uh, he's made $7,000, which is not nothing. Yeah, it's a uh, good amount. But because of GoFundMe has the like lightsaber, the sliding scale, his uh, his goal is a million dollars. So what? it just looks like it's just the tiniest amount. I even after setting ours at five thousand, I was like, oh, that was a little much. Like uh, asking people, especially right now, is kind of a lot. But like Jesus, you guys are incredible. Yeah. Uh, and for an amazing cause, again, it's a it's a wonderful cause. And also now the added bonus of getting to uh, talk about the fact that your donation 
has gone to not only a great cause, but to humiliate a person who uh, has a death wish, <laughs> climbing buildings yeah. across the nation. Yeah, if you're so pro-life, maybe stop climbing buildings, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, yeah. This, uh, this I'm pro-life except for my own life. The bringing the banners was smart. It's like no one knew what the guy that attacked Chappelle was after yeah. uh, until he explained it to Chappelle himself. Right. You gotta, if, you, if you're going to do a grand gesture to get your message out... Um, Bring a sign. You should, yeah, at least, yeah, just do the most basic things to uh, make sure that your message actually comes across. Like the, uh, recently, uh, this was a big thing, and actually, uh, God said no to this one. Said no thanks. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, one of the worst baseball seasons of all time so far. Uh, they, they won three out of like 25 games. Uh, the fans were so upset. There was a, a threat, a credible threat, that the fan was going to climb the center field uh, barrier, and there's a advertisement for a Toyota Tacoma, mm. and he was going to shit in the bed of the Toyota Tacoma, and he encouraged <laughs> other people to come along. And this is a whole big thing leading up to the home game this week, and then rained out, rescheduled for like two months from now, the actual game. So God, God does is good. exist, and yeah. he doesn't want people shitting in a beautiful no. Japanese-made truck. No. <laughs> that beautiful brand-new Toyota Tacoma. Should not be pooped upon. But that's the thing. You put it out there. You're like, this is because the Reds suck. Yeah. We're going to turn this season around. Otherwise, I'm going to shit in that truck bed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, speaking of the religious right, Easter was two weeks ago at this point. But we somehow missed some truly incredible news out of Canada where evangelicals might not be quite as insane as they are down here. But at least in the case of one church, their showmanship is unparalleled. Uh, so YouTuber Jenny Nicholson discovered that Winnipeg's Church of the Rock does things a little bit different every year for their Easter passion plays than what you might expect or even be used to if you've spent a lot of time in church. How do we reach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> passion plays are usually a pretty straightforward, dramatic performance of the biblical Easter story where Jesus is crucified, dies, and then comes back three days later. Usually members of the congregation get to dust off their theater chops, and the level of production can range from school play to Broadway, depending on how much money a church is willing to throw down. Yeah. Stagecraft, very expensive. Uh, but Church of the Rock's pastor, Mark Hughes, is also clearly a movie buff, as well as a Jesus buff. And instead of just telling the same story year after year, his church, they like to mix things up a lot, to the point where we gotta kind of wonder how this isn't seen as blasphemy. Uh, but whatever. It does seem a little blasphemous. We'll take it. Uh, here, have a look at this clip from a few Easters ago. You know, Iron Man, I may have missed the point, but I'm sure you'll get the hang of it. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never gonna keep me down. So yeah, that was Iron Man being crucified on a steel beam by Loki while surrounded by his fellow Avengers. Uh, and uh, while the people on stage sang both REM's It's the End of the World as We Know It and Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping. Wow. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Do it, I hear secular music? Do you know who else got knocked down and got back up again? Jesus. That's right. Jesus. His name was Jesus Christ, and he was white as snow. <laughs> so there was a lot going on in just 40 seconds of footage 
uh, in that clip from a presumably much longer production. I like how Captain America has a maple leaf where the star That's awesome. That's just uh, like Captain Carter. Uh, It's great. You know who else had a beard and could fly around? Jesus and Iron Man. So we we would really like to get a better idea of what exactly uh, the church is going for with what you just saw. But the church has since taken down all of their Easter plays from their YouTube channel. Like cowards. cowards. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's especially annoying because you go through their video list and there's uh, whoever's doing their thumbnails is doing great. Yeah. Uh, they, but they, you know, they have sermons that are branded like Age of Ultron and shit. And you click on it. It's just Mark Hughes doing a. Doing his thing. That's I like, don't see any costumes. I don't see any props. It's similar to the marketing that NASA does around its space missions, where they make all like the movie posters. Yeah, they they have fun with it. Yeah, so did this church. And look, I'm sure they were probably getting some negative comments. Just turn them off. Yeah, you should be proud. I like genuinely. They, I think they should be proud of what they did here. Well, they have created art. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful Canadian art. Like you, and you created something that is. Uh, deeply appreciated by your target audience Mm -hmm. and deeply enjoyed in a completely different way by people who aren't your target audience. And that's very rare for uh, creativity. You should should embrace it. I'm not a fan of religion, but I would assume that the tactic works because you're making a story that is uh, thousands of years old and uh, you're modernizing it and you're making it easily uh, so consumable who, who for was the this children. Jesus? Well, he was, uh, he was a hero. He was uh, an Iron Man-like figure. He was figure. sort of like Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, and you and know Loki? He had these 12 all, apostles, yeah. sort of like his Avengers. Mm-hmm. Loki, a bit of a trickster, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's like the Romans. <laughs> they, they were tricksters. Yeah. They loved a good show. They did. If That show might uh, include people uh, being decimated, but they loved it. They certainly did. Mm-hmm. So we still do have plenty more short clips of uh, other performances, though, that are posted to Twitter, thankfully, uh, showing all the various uh, popular media franchises they've adapted, or not all of them, but a few of them, um, all of which seem to be like they very loosely fit the Easter theme, uh, mainly by featuring <laughs> laughable, bizarre crucifixions. They just yeah. they shoehorn crucifixions in however they can. Like, here's Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So Marty's up on the clock tower helping Doc power the DeLorean, um, and he ends up T posing on the two hands of the clock. Yes, and um, dying. I guess uh-huh. I don't know. Like, did he get electrocuted? Why is he dying? Um, we need more context here. I want to know what led to this. Um, then there's Pirates of the Caribbean. You've got <laughs> you've got Jack Sparrow being strung up on the masts of a very large, uh, honestly, very impressive pirate ship and presumably also dying. I mean, this one, this is perfect for today yeah. because who is more of a Jesus-like figure yeah. than the than the crucifixion of Johnny Depp? They hated by... him because he was right. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, Amber Heard is a, uh, who betrays Jesus again? Judas. Yes, she's the Judas in the scenario. Yeah. Yes. And the Last Supper is that uh, night after Coachella where she pooped in the bed. Who can forget when Judas pooped in Jesus' (laughs) bed on on Holy Thursday? (laughs) And then cut his finger off. Who amongst us at this table has pooped in Jesus' bed? We all have. We all have. Now, apparently last or this year was the Lion King, <laughs> which also includes a literal Fruit Loops toucan Sam costume for the character of Zazu. They put in all this effort and I guess they, they it's close enough. Maybe I like I got to guess they either forgot about making a Zazu costume. Um, they tried and they gave up and just looked up like toucan costume on the Internet 
or something happened to it, like uh, someone spilled wine on it or something. But it's like it, it is a full on like Kellogg's branded Toucan Sam costume, amongst other costumes that are clearly designed by costume designers. It's a, it's a strange, strange touch. Uh, yeah, but in a pinch, works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you can see in that first clip, ripping off popular music is just as important here as ripping off popular mu- movies. And that's on full display in clips showing the cast of Toy Story all singing Imagine Dragons Believer. Believer! Perfect. In- insane. Love it. Yeah. And another clip from Back to the Future where they sing Uptown Funk <laughs> with the lyrics slightly changed to be about Jesus' resurrection. <laughs> Wow. They, they, Back to the Future has one of the best soundtracks. So does Toy Story. They, they couldn't work that in? Any kind of parody? Mark Hughes isn't about just ripping off these franchises. He is, uh, he's remixing, reimagining them. If he just did the Randy Newman songs from Toy Story, that'd be, that'd be lazy. He's taking Toy Story and mixing that with Imagine Dragons. There's nothing more, like, amazing to make a parody of and easy than Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, I mean, and, and you want to know the news he was talking about? The good news, <laughs> the good book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's so easy. That's they, they already say go back. That's the power of God. Yeah, the power of God. Back in time, where Jesus walked. Yeah, yeah. It's there's so many possibilities. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like honestly. You got a friend in me! You got a friend in me! It's already about Jesus! Got a friend in me, Jesus. Yeah. You got a friend in me, it's Jesus. It's whenever, like, Woody walks, it's uh, Buzz Lightyear's footprints are always next to him, even though he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And Sid sacrificed him. That's right. Sid yes. is the... The neighbor, the evil kid. The devil. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't find any clips from their other plays. Uh, someone, please, if you are a member of this church. Yeah, I think they have like a, they, I think they still have them paywalled like on their website or like, they might not even be paywalled, but you do have to register some way and I was not willing if to. If you are that. a member of this church uh, or it, it have the means to, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying steal this or like re-upload it or whatever. I'm saying this needs to be archived. Yeah. I want to have these. I want to have a bunch of people over at my house. and Like a uh, bad movie night. Yeah, I want to watch a full of just all of these in yeah. a row and lose my mind slowly. It's Please, someone out there archive this. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we couldn't find other stuff from their plays. Uh, but it apparently, this long list, it includes Raiders of the Lost Ark and also Tombstone. Yeah, uh, that one I'm especially curious about because that is a cowboy movie about, like, gunslingers. I'm like, how do you... How do you adapt that to, uh, like, is, is fucking, is, is Doc Holliday Jesus? Is Wyatt Earp Jesus? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fascinated. I am. Uh, I'm sure that these are tremendous. They're probably amazing. I mean, the, le- the level of stagecraft on display in just these short clips is truly marvelous when you set aside how bizarre everything else about it is. Uh, hopefully at some point when things cool down, they decide to keep putting stuff on YouTube. Uh, because it's a it's a shame to have the tremendous amount of work that was clearly put into these performances hidden. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what would Jesus do? He probably wouldn't set those videos to private. No, he we're, wouldn't. We're just saying. We're just saying. Jesus would have he he would have said go forth and uh, and spread good word through your weird Avengers themed Easter Passion plays. Mm-hmm. Yes. But speaking of Jesus, though, or rather the people who killed Jesus, and no, I'm not talking about 
the Jews. I'm talking about the Romans. Mm -hmm. Don't put words in my mouth. But a woman in Austin, Texas named Laura Young was recently doing some thrift shopping at a local Goodwill when she came across a very heavy bust sculpture, which she purchased for $34.99 and lugged home in the passenger seat of her car with a seatbelt holding it in place. It seems like it might be pretty old, but nah, whatever. Uh, the New York Times writes, she had named it Dennis Reynolds after a character <laughs> from the comedy series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like that vain and narcissistic cad, the 52-pound marble bust was a very difficult, cold, aloof, and emotionless man that caused some problems for me, Ms. Young said. Those problems the statue caused uh, for her, they weren't limited to how big and heavy it was. Because once she reached out to some experts about it, she quickly realized that what she had picked up at Goodwill was actually a 2,000-year-old statue of either a Roman general named Drusus uh, Germanicus or a different general named Pompey. Um, pretty cool thing to get for $34.99, but uh, it also turns out that this particular bust was uh, stolen from a Bavarian <laughs> castle in World War II, presumably by American soldiers who were known to do a little bit of looting. How it ended up on the floor of a Goodwill is anyone's guess, but returning stolen art across international borders to its rightful owner after nearly 80 uh, years, it's complicated. Uh, especially for a normal person to deal with, but still very cool to be a part of its story. Yeah. Not something you expect to happen to you. Yes. Imagine explaining this to someone in the Roman times. So first of all, there's this whole other concept. She saved this by, like, she, yeah. she even put a seatbelt on it and researched it. Yeah. Someone else would have just put it in their yard or something. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Anyway, here's local Austin NPR station KUT. Back at home, Young had a problem. She was in possession of a looted piece of ancient art. She couldn't keep it, she couldn't sell it, and giving it back to his rightful owners was a lot harder than it sounds. Quote, at that point, I realized I was probably going to need some help, Young says. I was probably going to need an attorney. So she hired a lawyer in New York who specializes in international art law, Leila Amina Dole. Negotiations began. It was complicated. It takes a long time to figure out all this stuff, even in the best of times. But the pandemic complicated things even further. It was slow going. And in the meantime, she was stuck with this 2000 year old head on display at her house. Quote, it was on a small credenza close to the entryway of our house facing the TV. So you could see his reflection in the TV when you're watching TV, <laughs> she says. Every time you walk into the kitchen, you pass the head. Every time you walk into the house, he greets you. He's there. He was a constant presence. Yeah, that's just my Roman head. <laughs> Just imagine the guy like carving this 2,000 years ago, <laughs> yeah. ending up in like- This just... belongs in a palace. <laughs> but it loves Mad About You. All right, I got some good news. Your st statue is still being appreciated 2,000 years later. Oh, that's amazing. What else? What's the bad news? Uh, well, you wouldn't understand. It's got a healthy addiction to Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, after years of back and forth, though, Young and her lawyer worked out a deal to return the head back to Germany, with Young receiving an undisclosed finder's fee and the bus getting to stay in Texas for a little while at the San Antonio Museum of Art in its Roman Antiquities collection. It sounds like parting with the bust is bittersweet for Young, but she at least made sure to have it 3D scanned and 3D printed before parting ways with it. And the actual statue will now be in much better hands, and Laura Young has a hell of a story. Did I ever tell you about the time I bought an ancient Roman sculpture at Goodwill for $35 and named it Dennis Reynolds? It's, a, it's definitely it's a good bar story. Oh, she should have made it into an NFT. Then she could have had it forever. I'm kind of surprised, pleasantly surprised that she did not. Because yeah. this is this is the kind of shit that NFT people love to think is such a novel idea. I don't know. Is it going to be in better hands over in Germany with crazy King Ludwig? <laughs> they stole my head! <laughs> uh, anyway, we got the headlines half of the show coming right up. But first, 
This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market. Pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. On next week's menu, they've got uh, one of the all-time greatest HelloFresh menu items, the shrimp and mushroom bip and bop bowls with zucchini, sweet sesame sauce, and a fried egg. They've also got their Hall of Fame barbecue cheddar burgers with chipotle aioli and potato wedges, plus dozens more options for whatever you're into. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and use code WeeklyWeird16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is up to 16 free meals and three free gifts by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and using that code WeeklyWeird16. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Attention! Are you ready to be blown away? You asked for it, they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just relaunched the Ultra Smooth Package. It's back, baby. Your new favorite tool and compliments the Lawnmower 4.0 to keep your boys smooth while looking and feeling their best. This specialized groin shaving kit is here to help you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. It's time to crop that bush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code WEIRDNEWS. I can think of at least two people over in the UK <laughs> who now need this product. Yeah. Uh, the legends who introduced the electric ball hair trimmer are bringing back their razor so you can be set and trimmed front to back. Men, you no longer have to borrow your lady's razor for that precise trim. Step one, grab your handy lawnmower 4.0, give your boys the classic trim to your liking to get the loose hairs out of the way, and then take out the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package to make your package the perfect package this summer. Step two, crop exfoliator. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed, the crop exfoliator can help reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step three, the crop gel. See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. With four essential oils, it's like a spa treatment every time you shave. Step four, now's the time to shave. The crop shaver was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. Three precision blades include extra wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. Crop shaver is not your average razor. It is smaller, thicker, with a micro comb bar that allows for the best shave possible from every angle. Beach balls are meant to be smooth, and now yours can too. Small and thick, much <laughs> better than long and skinny. All three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood's in good hands and without compromise. It is time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job, the Ultra Smooth Package from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the relaunched Ultra Smooth Package from the fellas at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Now let's get into the weirdest News headlines from around the world for this week, starting with United Airlines passenger opened emergency exit of moving plane in Chicago, slid down wing. Someone finally, they finally managed to do it. All these, this whole time, people, they've been running to the door and be like, you idiot, you can't open the door in mid-flight, but we are going to arrest you when we land. And this guy was smart in the dumbest way possible. He waited until he was, you know, right, he was at the one yard line. He was about to make it to his destination. The plane had already landed. It was just taxiing to the gate. Everyone thinks they're about to have a, a finally be over this traveling nightmare. Well, guess what? It's yeah, just getting I'm started. I'm about to fuck this up for everyone by yeah. uh, opening the emergency gate, uh, jumping down onto the wing, and uh, just running around on the tarmac for a bit before immediately getting arrested. And now the rest of us, this is now an active crime scene. So 
if stay you, on the plane. If you had a connection to get to, you may have to reschedule. We're sorry. But at least you're in the beautiful city of Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Go touch the bean. Touch the bean. Mm-hmm. Go to Kingston Mines. Here's some authentic blues music. They go all night. Mm. EVE Online fans literally cheer Microsoft Excel features at annual FanFest. This is something they were like anticipating for a very long time? So, the EVE Online, like, it's, it is jokingly referred to by its lovers and haters as, like, a, uh, as spreadsheets in space. Yeah. Because it is, it's literally a job, basically. Like, it's so complex that people, you, you literally need to have, like, uh, data management skills and whatnot. Uh, so they... <laughs> They've officially partnered with Microsoft Excel to make exporting all of your data like uh, really easy to make your own spreadsheets to organize your, your fake life in space. Um, yeah, they love it. Uh, seems like seems like the worst thing in the world to me. Seems like my own personal hell. But you kind of like those, uh, like, mm. well, you like Civ, uh, which is just like no, I, managing I, I like a lot of games like this, but uh, EVE Online, you know, like I've, Every time I've looked at like gameplay videos of it, I'm like, this fucking I, no, this sucks. Like, like w- most resource management games, it's like it's dumbed down enough that you're able to enjoy yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. Like Eve Online is so dense that it's literally well once a you're job. once you're like you are learning into it, like you can't leave. You have to learn like graduate level job skills for a job that is fiction. I would not be surprised if someone's put Eve Online on their resume. I mean, honestly, uh, if they have, if they can manage their personal time uh, and their work time, like it, it would be a standout item on a resume. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this person, this person's completely insane. Luckily, we never have to hang out with them because they're going to leave work immediately and go home to their second job playing this video game. But while they're here, uh, probably going to do a great job. Working from home is fine. <laughs> For this guy, I don't know. I, he, I'm sure they have more than one monitor. Yeah. Yeah. National Zoo says a wild fox killed 25 of its flamingos and a duck. I, like, there's got to be videos of it. I haven't seen them. But, like, yeah, the whole, like, you know, fox in a hen house and it's just, you know, they kill all the, like, I, 25 flamingos and a duck? Like, what is the point? What is the, like, evolutionary reason why a fox would just slaughter all of them instead of killing just what it's, like, hungry for? I yeah, don't understand. This is, that's a lot. Like, it took, and, it took a lot of alcohol and one entire human being in Tampa, Florida to kill a flamingo. Yeah. And to it, kill one flamingo. Foxes aren't even that big. Like, they're the size of a medium-sized dog at best. And <laughs> what do you do? You're going on a fucking murder spree. This is a, the animal world's version of a, uh, a mass, mass shooting. That's what's crazy, too, is it's like, once the fox takes down one flamingo, you'd assume that the other ones would try to get out of there. And it would make it harder as they disperse. You would think. I don't know. Also, just like go in the water, your flamingos. I don't know. I have a lot of questions, but uh, that's a lot of dead flamingos. Well, if it's at a zoo, like the water's not going to be deep. I, I do. Guess. Do flamingos swim? I only ever see them walking around. No, but they have those long legs. They can. They yeah, can stand. The fox, you just get they can stand in like three feet of water. Yeah. You gotta like if you're one of these flamingos, you're like, man, life used to be way better back down in like South America. But you know, on the bright side. Here in the zoo, we are protected from all of the various natural predators we had back in the wild. So it's Except a for humans, because that, that person did kill a flamingo. And then this fox shows up and just uh, just massacres him. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, there's probably a fox expert in the comments right now just furious. Like, you have no idea the power that a fox has. I mean, I, like, yeah. The they, only fact that we are alive right now is because foxes are holding back. 
I mean, there are uh, foxes are more than wolves, which we did successfully kind of eradicate from much of the world. Like foxes are still farmers just fucking hate foxes because they'll come through and kill yeah, but it's like a, chicken. a ton of animals. A flamingo's tall. Like the vital organs are far away from the ground. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was it just jumping and like snapping all their necks? Or like I, biting and like disemboweling them or something? Yeah, I don't know how it works. I'm fascinated by this. It's morbid, but I. I uh, wish there's there was a fox footage. expert in the chat. Please let us know. There was also in the, a couple of weeks ago. There was that rabid fox in Washington D.C. that like bit a bunch of congressional staffers. <laughs> That's a, remember when we talk about like people who think they could fight animals. I think I could take a fox. Maybe not a rabid one. Uh, I mean, I think most people could probably take a fox, but you would be fucked up at the end of it. A like you scratches you. Uh, I think you would walk away pretty pretty messed up and in need of medical attention. I would fight with my legs. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. A hundred-year-old man breaks world record for longest career at the same company. <laughs> they here, fired him two days before his time. Here's a hundred more. Here's your watch. And this sounds like the most American thing ever, but it's not, because in America, people work themselves to death. They don't make it to a hundred. This yeah. is uh, Brazil. Especially men. The, the, the average lifespan of a male in America is like 70-something? Mm, it's like 75. I think it, might, it went down recently. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, this is in Brazil. Uh, I guess he worked for like a textile company. So it's an office job that he's had for um, 80 something years. He started when he was 16 years old. And uh, yeah, he loves it. Um, I mean, personally, I would probably, uh, I mean, at this point, what's he going to do if he retires? It's too too old to actually like do anything fun. So. That's the thing. People retire and they fucking die because their body is like used yeah. at that age. Like it's used they to an retire. activity. Well, yeah. But that's especially in the U.S. People retire and they live in the suburbs uh, where like once they get their car privileges taken away from them, they are trapped, trapped at home, basically. That's why pickleball is the single most important sport to have ever been invented. I mean, yeah. 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 It's important for these people to get off the couch, turn the Fox News off and uh, touch grass. Go out there and go walk. And that's why this is the problem. All of the malls went away. Yeah. You don't have a safe spot for senior citizens to walk anymore. Yeah. It's dangerous out there. Yes. There's the one time, peace in the morning, like a weekday morning at the mall, safe space for old people. You, Remember during the pandemic when they were opening up grocery stores early for old people? Yeah. Like no one over, like no one under 60 allowed. I thought that was nice. That must have been magical. Because it was all, it was times a day when I'm like, why would I, I don't think I've ever in my life been to a grocery store at seven o'clock in the morning. You let them have it. Yeah. Take it. I don't care. That should be another thing that carries over. Yeah. Old people hours. Yeah. You you should get privileges as you age. Well, you should have some of your privileges taken away. Yeah. It should be an exchange. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, you lose your car, (laughs) but you gain like dedicated shopping hours. Uh, front of line access stuff like that mm-hmm. Megan McCain's new memoir Bad Republican flops with fewer than 300 copies sold <sighs> it is so funny how unlikable this woman is yeah and with like, she does not ze- have fans and zero influence at all like, yeah clearly yeah her her the Republican Party that she grew up in does literally no longer exist that wants nothing to do and with her that. entire namesake uh, and and uh, connection to it uh is now hated uh-huh. uh her dad is dead and the mccain name like they they think he was he he was anti-trump so fuck him and fuck megan mccain um and uh yeah I mean, well her was, husband's like some ultra white ring uh, right wing blogger uh, or, or writer he runs the federalist yeah but um 
Yeah, she she doesn't have fans. Like no one on. I guess I guess not a single person watched the View and was like, I like that Megan McCain. Yeah, she was there to look like a fucking idiot, but she did well. But she wasn't even the only like blonde Republican on there. Yeah, there's been a few other ones that like actually have some dignity. I guess I just love that. Like, you know. I guess good for her for not going full Trump, but like also trying to find the middle ground in a party that clearly doesn't want one is not paying off. And she's just a stupid person that uh, I don't understand why at this point her opinion on anything still matters. Yeah. She's dumb. Well, I guess it doesn't. Clearly. Yeah. And she didn't even have enough money to buy her own books like a lot of people That's do. another thing that's funny about this is I, I think a lot of uh, like Republican influencers uh, book sales would look like this if they didn't have uh, or large organizations just buying bulk versions of it to throw yeah, in a Yeah, there landfill. are literal like packs that buy out these books. If you look on the New York Times. Yeah, there's an asterisk next to the yeah, one. Yeah, it's like a little cross or something yeah. that shows that there were books bought in mass for distribution. Because like, uh, like I, I know, know who did it last like... Uh, election cycle but someone like spent a lot of their campaign finances on buying their own books yeah yeah it's uh it's a whole industry of just uh wasting paper because these people they put out books like every year and it's like what could you possibly oh man does she have read, to does say? she read her own audiobook i think she does oh cool Might my check- father john mccain <sighs> uh gop candidate accused of murdering his wife wins primary election from jail and like, yeah, this headline, it, this is fun. Like, this does paint a very bad picture of the United States. Uh, the headline going around, though, like the guy got like 50 votes in the middle of nowhere with yeah, pe- from people who probably have no idea who he like, is eeny, meeny, and just meeny, had meeny, the Republican thing next to his name. But so he, he they, they clarified the town. They're like, well, in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty. So for now, he is eligible for city councilman or selectman or whatever the fuck. He ran for this mm-hmm. tiny ass town. If he's convicted, we'll have to, uh, you know, figure something out. But for now, uh, he is eligible for election. But this man is also like 100 percent guilty. Like he sure. literally like his wife uh, was found like her body dumped with her head bashed in. And he even said he's like, yeah, I hit her in the head with a flower pot. Yeah, I, I don't not, know what happened after that. But. I'm not commenting on that at all. That is d- disgusting, terrible. And I hope he is found guilty and goes to jail for a long time. Uh, but it, it's literally someone was just like, ah, there's a Republican guy yeah. like with probably no research. Uh, maybe there were a few sickos who were like, <laughs> <laughs> who were like, I like that he killed his wife. But it was like 50 votes in the middle of nowhere. So uh, the headline is titillating. Uh, it's also horrific that this headline can even exist. But yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be uh, in charge of anything very long. I would hope not. Yeah. Monkey has fled with murder weapon, Rajasthan cops tell court. This is something, uh, we've covered monkeys in places like, this is India, but India, Thailand, these monkeys, they are very mischievous. They do steal. Uh, Especially after going hungry during the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this one's interesting, though. They say the monkey stole all the evidence from this murder case, and they're like, well... Sorry, monkey took the evidence. Uh, I guess that, someone on the I inside. guess that weakens our case. Yeah, it seems like Vicky uh, White is like, up to no good in these places that have uh, monkeys all over the place. Like, is do people use the monkey excuse a lot? Because I know I would. It's like ah, monkey stole it. Oh, I bought you the best gift for your birthday, but a monkey stole it. But you gotta believe me, it was, it was a really amazing. good gift. But you know, monkeys they steal things. They steal all the time. Mm-hmm. They stole it. 
Ah, you know, I I spent all the money on the the first gift, so you just have to believe me. Let's go out and find that monkey together. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the idea of a monkey uh, stealing evidence. Yeah. We'd love to convict this this murderer, but uh, the monkey stole the evidence, and we we don't think the monkey's going to give it back. So, you, sir, are free to go. Yes. The old monkey claws. Uh, Now, here we have a doubleheader for you. A wild turkey is attacking people in D.C. Multiple agencies are in pursuit. And? Wild, aggressive turkey terrorizes nation's capital. Slips across state lines into Maryland. <laughs> I want every dog house, hen house, whore house, and madhouse. We got uh, Dog uh, Chapman on the phone. He says we need to check every Airbnb <laughs> in a 3,000 mile radius. They're having a meeting like this scene in the, the first half of Sicario where it's like we got DEA, CIA. All the agencies are Every agency is involved. And we got Benicio Del Toro. We don't say what he's here for. Yeah, they, the, the turkey's at the end of like a drainage pipe. <laughs> don't do it! <laughs> I didn't attack those joggers. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these turkeys are... Uh, this, this one turkey is... I didn't realize turkeys can run 25 miles an hour. Wow. There was a guy, uh, one of the guys who ran into it on a trail. He's like, I was on a bike. And it was keeping up with me. I barely escaped with my life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel a little bit less bad about uh, I think this the, is the, perfect the ritual case slaughter we do of these animals. Dog the Bounty Hunter should focus on this one instead of like the other yeah. s- detrimental cases. Yeah, the ones where he's, uh, yeah, I agree. And then you can take the feathers and make a cool like necklace out of it. Yeah, you can do a little more cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this came from a ceremonial sacrifice of a turkey I caught yeah. in Maryland. Yeah. Actually, dog is my Navajo name. You know, knowing Joe Biden, this is a turkey. He'll pardon you for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Couldn't charge this turkey with a felony, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Typical. Revolving door justice system we got here in this country. Fucking Brandon, pardon the damn turkey that bit my leg. The Rangers were like, they're like, as soon as we announced it, a bunch of people showed up and they're like, I got a gun. I can shoot the turkey. And they're like, no, 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 no. We want the turkey alive. We just want to relocate him somewhere else. And they're like, are you sure? I'd really love to kill that turkey. No, we want the turkey. That's why you do things first and ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, you take care of business. Uh, And final headline, (sighs) Madison Cawthorn video. North Carolina representative responds to video showing him being crass, naked in bed with cousin. And there's there's a lot, a lot that's been going on with Madison Cawthorn. So he had the he made the claims about uh, Republicans doing cocaine orgies. Um, Everyone in the whole world was like. He's probably lying because he always does. Yeah, but then um, he keeps getting in trouble now. Uh, He got called into Kevin McCarthy's office uh, and then after the meeting wheeled out completely in tears. Yeah, uh, he's under investigation for insider trading with like the the the. Let's go, Brandon Coin. Mm-hmm. That the the guy tried to make the NH uh, the uh, the NASCAR guy. Uh, he, uh, he keeps bringing guns to airports. He keeps getting pulled over with like a suspended license and no registration. He had the photos of him dressed up in ladies' clothes leaked. Uh, yeah. He did the gun thing afterwards to prove that he was still masculine. Uh, there was yeah. another video where he like puts his hand on his cousin's groin. His cousin who uh, also works as a staffer. Uh, his cousin who's a staffer and who has like weirdly been billed like $200,000 out of like Cawthorn's budget for uh, weird reasons. His cousin who also, whose cousin who's also a staffer who also went to went on his, his honeymoon, honeymoon with, with them. Madison Cawthorn and his, me, my new wife and, and my his, like, cousin. Potential Russian asset wife. Um, and so this video comes out <laughs> and this video is, uh, 
a Madison Cawthorn, which which you could have claimed it's, plausible deniability. It's first very of all. blurry. All you really can see is like there's a wheelchair. There's two dudes in a bed. One of them uh, gets up and he's naked. You don't see everything, but he's he's naked. They're one of the hairiest butt cracks you've ever seen. And he like he sort of there there. He starts like humping on like the other dude's head, and it seems it seems like it doesn't it seems like some frat guy shit. It doesn't seem like some gay shit, but they, there are the line is blurry. Not that any uh, of that would matter. Not yeah. that the him dressing up like in ladies' clothes would matter. Not that him. Well, I don't, I don't know about cousin fucking, but uh, <laughs> but but like, look, if these Madison, are all distractions from like the actual meat of what makes this man yes a bad person. If Madison Cawthorn was gay, no problem. Yeah, but the the problem is is the like the way that he governs and his uh, political ideals do not match with that. In fact, he is actively hostile yeah. towards what he appears to be into in his private life. Yeah. Um, but having said that, this shows I think the power of the Republican Party to completely. The orgies are real. Yes, this and they are they are they are making sure that no one else squeals ever again. By uh, making an example of Madison Gawthorn. This would have been, no one would be talking about this yeah. if no one had ever said anything after he said that. But the fact that this keeps happening to him is clear evidence that the Coke-fueled orgies are real. And also that the Republican Party is actually very good yeah. at destroying people. They're good at politics. I wish the Democrats were too. But he also indicated in like one of his tweets that there's probably more to come. Yeah. And so if, if the leak of him violently face-fucking his cousin <laughs> isn't the final straw. I'm very curious about yeah, what, what is. Else they, yeah, yeah, because he's like, yeah, they're just doing the drip-drip thing. He's like, wait, what? What do you mean drip-drip? Drip-drip! What's next? Like, so, uh, this, yeah. is, this is full-on, like, before our very eyes, character assassination by the Republican Party, in my view. It, yeah. It seems pretty obvious. Yeah. Because all this shit should have come out when he was being a fucking dickhead for the past two years. Yeah. yeah. Because people are like, oh, it's probably that friend that he uh, threw under the bus uh, because he said that like oh. he saved his life or whatever. And it's like, why now? Yeah. Why now would that friend? Yeah. Uh, it's, I guess we'll see where this have, where this goes next. I'm sure at the rate things, things are gone. There'll be something new. Yeah, by twice the a time week. It seems to be two times out. every week. Yeah. Uh, it's the Madison Gawthorn show. Anyway, Ooh. that's our episode. Uh, once again, thank you to everyone who's donated yes. to our uh, our fundraiser. Um, and if you if you want to donate more, or, or it's anything, going till next Tuesday or something like that. Yeah. It should be on this side of the screen somewhere, or if you're on mobile, it's down below. Uh, also, we talked about dicks right out of the gate, so this uh, video probably yeah, not de monetized. Probably demonetized. So there is a thanks button under the video as well. If you want to uh, super thanks, yeah. <laughs> if you want to super thanks the video, uh, so that it is uh, monetizably feasible for us. Uh, in the meantime, though, we do have merch for sale for 30%. Get, get off the wallet. Donate to the yeah. abortion causes, to us, and buy yourself. Wallet inspector. Yeah, a nice piece of merch for 30% off. Yeah. Uh, but really, all you all you really have to do is make sure that you're subscribed to the channel and watch all of our videos. We have two new videos over here. One about Chappelle being attacked on stage and one about NFTs being completely dead at this point. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week for more videos. Have a great Mother's Day if you celebrate. Bye-bye.